0: Hey hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. you absolute cheeky so-and-so. Much love guys. Now today's first story comes from a deleted user. And you may want to brace yourself for this title. It is, My Fiance Said That I'm Holding My Womb Hostage. And after reading the story, I've had to come back because I want to put a warning in here that there is talk about rape within the story. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. That's why I put the timestamps down in the description. Or if you just want to skip the video completely, please do so. And let's get on with it. We've been together for nine years, engaged for just under one. I'm 29. He's 33. The other day we were having a conversation about the future. And then the subject turned to kids. How many, etc. I said I'd ideally want two, and I didn't care what gender. He said he wanted two also, but doesn't want a daughter at all. When I pressed, he said it was because he wouldn't be able to relate to her and didn't want to have to deal with all of that. By all that, he meant periods, her dating slash having a sex life. I told him we would have no control over the gender of our kids. He said he knew, but if he had a daughter, he wouldn't be able to love her as much as a son. What? I wasn't having that and I told him, if that's the case, I'm not having kids with him. He flew off the handle. He literally started yelling, saying I was holding my womb hostage and once we are married, I wouldn't get a say in whether or not we have kids. That it's his right to have them if he wants. I'm not sure if that's how he meant it, but I think he was implying he'd forcefully impregnate me. It was so hateful. I left, quickly packing while he yelled at me. He followed me out to my car screaming, that's right, run away, over and over. I've been staying with a friend for two days and I haven't told her why I'm not home with him. I don't even know how to begin unpacking the vitriol he spewed. He had never been so blatantly misogynistic. I don't think I even want to marry him anymore, but then I'd have wasted nine years of my life for nothing. He's been blowing up my phone apologizing begging to talk to me i can't take it anymore i don't want to do anything hasty please someone set my head straight and absolutely there's no question on this one get out of that situation asap do not hang around this person you said at the very end there i don't think i even want to marry him anymore hell no you don't marry this person he's already he's showing you who he is he's showing you your future He's showing how your kids will be treated. He's showing how you will be treated. And glamorous Bunchberry says, in quotes, he literally started yelling, saying I was holding my womb hostage and once we're married, I wouldn't get a say in whether or not we have kids. That it's his right to have them if he wants. He goes on to say, this man has given you a gift. He's telling you in advance what marriage to him will be like. The bullet is coming towards you in slow-mo. Will you dodge it? I'll have one more, says, don't fall for the sunk cost fallacy. You didn't lose nine years. You're gaining back the rest of your life free from a raging misogynist. And Convivial Cat says, wow, you are really lucky. Can you imagine how much worse things would be if you had already married this misogynistic asshole? You should send him a thank you card for showing you who he really is. I mean, holy crap. Time to cancel the wedding and get the heck away from this guy. He's a dumpster fire of a human. Be careful. He sounds like he could be vengeful. Opie did respond saying, yes, I agree I won't marry him, but I'm very heartbroken and haven't really left my friend's guest room at all except to use the bathroom. Wish I could flip a switch and I wouldn't care anymore. Muck Susie says, I want you to understand that was the luckiest day of your life. No idea how you missed this for nine years. You need to think about this once you are clear and settled. But today, let's focus on the extraordinary gift he gave you when he revealed himself so clearly. You need to tell your friend exactly what happened. Your impulse to keep it to yourself tells me that you are not secure in the realization that you were in a romance with a dangerous chauvinistic monster. You're trying to leave yourself the option to go back. Effing stop that. Of course you cannot marry this man. He's a total creep. He threatened you with forced breeding and he most certainly should never have children. But the only thing you need to make sure of is that he doesn't have them with you. Resolving now that your relationship is over is not hasty. It has taken you nine years too long. Do not waste another moment of your life, even entertaining the possibility of associating with this man. And one more comment from Brock Velocity, who says and quotes: "He literally started yelling, saying I was holding my womb hostage, and once we're married, I wouldn't get a say in whether or not we have kids. That is his right to have them if he wants. I'm not sure if that's how he meant it, but I think he was implying he'd forcefully impregnate me." Then it goes on to say, "Do not marry this man. This is horrifying." Accusing you of holding your womb hostage is a chilling thing to say. It suggests that he doesn't think your womb actually belongs to you, that you don't have the right to do what you please with your own body. His claim that he has the right to have children with you suggests the same. Run for the hills. As far as wasting nine years for nothing, this is what's called a sunk cost fallacy. Basically, no matter what you choose to do in the future, you will have spent nine years with him no matter what. You can't change that. It's done and done. So when deciding what to do in the future, you should only consider what will benefit you the most in the future since those nine years are in the bank no matter what you choose to do. So then, OP did come back to update the post two days later and said, Hi, everyone. I just thought I'd do an actual update to what happened. So I took your guys' advice and told my friend I'm staying with. She told me I could stay with her in her guest room until I found my own place. She called her brothers and they actually ended up going yesterday with me to grab my stuff. He tried to hide a bunch of my things, like my medicine and expensive skincare stuff, but they ended up getting it for me. He also tried to say that my game system was his and he'd report me for stealing it, even though it's mine. He also broke some stuff. I don't want to recap what else happened in detail because it was unnecessarily stressful. It took like five hours to get my clothes and personal items. The furniture we got secondhand from like Goodwill and Marketplace, so I'm really not worried about that. Before we left with my stuff, I told him it was over and he seemed okay with it. But after we left, he blew up my phone telling me no one would want me and calling me used up and all these vile names. I don't care anymore. I screenshotted the messages and blocked him. I called my parents and told them what happened and they are telling our family the wedding's off so I don't have to do it. We hadn't put any deposits down yet, so no real loss. I guess on the bright side, I'm not sad about him anymore. I'm flying to visit my family next week. Thanks guys for the help. And that was the final update because it was a deleted account. And I really hope that OP did move on, go visit their family and hopefully are moving on with their lives quite comfortably now. Obviously, spending nine years with someone is going to take some time to move past things, even though they're an absolute toxic person to get over all those feelings and what they may have missed in the past and things like that. Incredibly scary. And I'm so glad OP is out of that situation and hopefully continues to lean on the support system that they have around them. My biggest, scariest worry though, and I couldn't help but think it, this guy could get involved with someone else and and maybe, and the process just gets repeated with an absolute ass like him, because he just sounds absolutely unhinged. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And this story comes from throwaway resentful who says how do i 23 female get over my resentment for my boyfriend 22 male and jealousy for my sister's 19 female relationship and it does come with an update as well I've been dating my boyfriend Gerald for over a year now and i realized that we never really did anything during the relationship before lockdown we'd go out to eat and watch anime at his place but that's it now that i look back on it we never really did anything special and He never did anything nice for me. Like we went out to the boardwalk for a date I planned, but he wanted to spend it playing arcade games. When I suggested various rides we can go on, he chickened out and said that those kinds of attractions freak him out. Dates with him were just getting takeout and playing video games or watching him and his friend's game. He's been faltering in other parts of his life lately, lost job, but shows no interest in applying for work does nothing but sleep or play video games and he's gained like 50 pounds since we've been apart i've grown to resent him for never taking the initiative it feels like i never really had a relationship with him that he's more of just a friend than a boyfriend meanwhile my sister and my best friend are dating incredible guys they're handsome driven and hardworking. they're proactive They take them out and do stuff fun, like hiking or picnics, or even do Zoom chats, but instead of video games and TV, they're playing games and even just chatting. My sister is even planning on moving overseas to be with her dude. I want the kind of relationships they are having, but my boyfriend doesn't seem to get the picture no matter how many times I've tried to talk to him. And here I am, stuck with this guy that I just can't feel anything more than resentment. I want him to push himself and show that he actually gives a damn about things. But instead, he just sits on the couch with his eyes locked on the screen. I can't stand it anymore. How do I get over my resentment for my boyfriend? And if possible, how to rein in my jealousy? Sorry if it's a lot to ask. Selling a little or a lot? anyone in life if you find a relationship is not working for you you can talk about it and maybe potentially try and fix things try to get on the same level and i understand that op says that they did talk to gerald a few times already but whenever i see that sort of thing in the post i always wonder how deep this conversation was that is it like is it firm and like this is what i want to do with my life and and i need to make these changes otherwise i'm gonna have to make big changes with us but I think once that resentment starts to creep in, it's a very hard thing to shake off, especially combined with the jealousy all around you. You know, you're seeing relationships that's doing stuff that you want to do and you can't see it happening within your relationship. I think there is only going to be one option, isn't there? And it comes down to the, the compatibility argument that we see in very many stories that we read. I mean, you can talk to him and and see maybe that's what he wants as well and and you guys might get on the same level and be able to move forward. But if not, you can mention you're at a point in your life where you want to start to do these things and if he's not on board with that, then maybe you can talk about breaking up. It doesn't have to be a big blow up and explode and, and going crazy at each other. I think life is just like that sometimes and, you know, it's incredibly difficult, of course, but we're all different people. But Procrastinator says and quotes and here i am stuck with this guy and says you're not stuck with anything you're making a choice quotes again and says how do i get over my resentment for my boyfriend and then says you dump him he's exactly who you've known he hasn't changed and he won't so dump him and raise your standards require and get better are the people in your life your jealousy will cease to exist hope responds and i wish it was that easy but everyone tells me that he's the best for me and, I have Asperges and no one wants to date an Aspie. Procrastinate responds to that and says, I'm madly in love with one, probably two, although my husband's never been assessed. What other people think doesn't matter. What makes you feel secure and happy does. Mainly Blonde says, break up with him, start dating people you actually like. Boom, problem solved. Opie responds in, I wish that were easier done than said. Mainly Blonde replies to that and says, how, does he have a magic penis? <laughs> <laughs> op responds saying my friends and his guilt trip me into staying with him plus no one wants an aspie girlfriend and potato says i don't want to be that person but you should end the relationship you aren't happy you've talked to him but it seems that hasn't worked out as for your sister talk to her she could help you as a form of support so op does reply to the post two years later i made a post on r relationship advice about two years ago I don't think I got any actual helpful advice aside from dump his ass, but a lot has changed that I thought I would update. For starters, I dumped Gerald. He was upset and tried to convince me to give him a second chance, but I was done. I was sick of wasting all my time watching anime and gaming with him. I don't even like anime, and I was getting really burned out on nerd crap to begin with. It took my older, more intimidating sister to tell him to never call me again. Last I heard, he was still unemployed and living with his parents. No one else in his life. Pretty sad to be honest. As for me, well, things are starting to look up. Part of my frustration two years ago was dating as someone with Asperger's. People think that when you're an Aspie, you can't function well in society. They treat you like you are meant to be handled with kid gloves or like a young child. I was frustrated that with my diagnosis, I was doomed to date losers like Gerald. To be honest, I didn't really find the advice I got helpful. I instead asked my sisters what to do. I always trusted their advice and I still do. I do not talk to my old friends from two years ago anymore. I realized they were just not worth keeping around. I was also fed up with my job in IT. I hated computers and the whole geek culture surrounding it, but felt pushed into it because of my Asperger's and how they are great at technology to begin with. It made good money, but what's the point of having that paycheck when you can't enjoy it? I had no real friends a boyfriend I resented, a job that I was crying every time I thought about it. I was miserable. Thanks to my sister's help and advice, I decided to turn things around. I went back to school and I'm currently studying forensic science. It's something I was always passionate about but discouraged from pursuing for that more lucrative tech degree. I had an internship with my city's police department earlier this year and never have found work that I found to be stimulating and fulfilling for me. I love hanging out with the friends I've made share a dark humor that can brighten the grimmest of cases i can actually talk to them about things that interest me like historical cold cases and anatomy and bizarre illnesses and i'm in a happy relationship it's with a woman i met in one of my classes and we complement each other so well i won't say a real name but let's say it's maria and never have felt so content to be with someone we have a date later tonight and i'm making plans to move in together all in all I will say this chapter in my life i considered closed Me from two years ago would be happy to know I'm thriving now. I found this update a bit weird. If I'm going to be totally honest that you said you didn't get any actual helpful advice aside from dump his ass. But then you went, for starters, I dumped his ass (laughs) pretty much. I was like, what? And I might get a bit of hate for this one, but I got to be honest, I felt kind of bad for Gerald in the end. I'm not saying it is wrong to break up with him because obviously you wanted something else in life. And I think that's absolutely fine to go on and call him a loser is a bit I felt a bit harsh and I kind of felt like when you were talking about him in the first part of the post and you know losing his job and like no interest and in playing games all the time and all this other kind of things it sort of points in it could point in several directions can't it? I'm not gonna say anything on it. I'm not gonna diagnose or anything like that, but it just, you know, I felt like I was there at one point. Which totally might not been the case. But I certainly felt it was a bit harsh towards the end there. But I know some of you guys think i'm a bit soft with that sort of stuff every now and then so i'll take it anyway what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below as always i love to hear them if you have a moment of your time and let's move on to another story and this story comes from alarming money 3543 who says am i the a-hole for making homemade food for everyone except my brother's stepdaughter I, 27 female, am not a professional chef, but I've taken a bunch of cooking classes and love making elaborate meals for friends and family. About two years ago, my brother, Greg, 25 male, married Cheryl, 34 female. Cheryl has a daughter from a previous relationship, Becca, nine female, who has several health conditions, including celiac and a severe dairy allergy that requires her to carry an EpiPen. Last weekend, I hosted a dinner at my house for my parents' wedding anniversary. I made a fancy five-course dinner, and in addition to my parents, I invited four close family friends, Greg, Cheryl, and Becca, and my sister, her boyfriend, and their twins. Both ain't male. Because of Becca's food restrictions, I found a restaurant in town that specializes in gluten-free, dairy-free, as well as other allergen-free food, and arranged for them to make a full meal for Becca that I could pick up in advance of the party. I've made a variety of specialty meals in the past. For example, keto meals when my friend was following that diet, and I liked the challenge. But knowing how serious Becca's restrictions were, I didn't trust myself to make her meal. I have ADHD and get easily distracted, and if I even used the wrong spoon or didn't completely wash some flour off a bowl, it could make her incredibly sick. I thought the takeout solution was fine, but when I served the food, I saw Cheryl looking at Becca's plate with a stony face. For her part, Becca started eating and seemed fine. Cheryl whispered to Greg and Greg asked if he could talk to me in the kitchen. When we got there he said that it was unbelievable that I couldn't be bothered to make something for Becca. That they'd been bragging about what a great cook I am to her. And that he knew I'd made keto, vegan and other complicated kinds of food in the past. Now she would feel left out because she didn't get to eat what the rest of the family was eating. He said that it was obvious that I didn't care about making his stepdaughter feel like part of the family. And that they were leaving. Greg, Cheryl and Becca then left, which put a damper on the rest of the party. I felt like I did my best at the time, but in hindsight, I wonder if I should have tried harder to make Becca feel included since she is a relatively new addition to our family. Am I the a-hole? Now to me, absolutely not the a-hole in this situation and you know, please educate me if you think otherwise. I'm always, that's part of what I love about this channel. If you think that I'm wrong and whatever, but I just feel like Opie went above and beyond in this one to me. I think Opie's concerns were super valid. You're afraid you might kill someone with your food. And this was a great option, it was a great compromise. And to me, for them to not understand that, I mean, I think Becca, from what it sounds like, was absolutely fine with it. But for them to not understand that and expect you to be accommodating them and not understanding your concerns is real bizarre to me. And by doing so, and this might be going a bit far, I think they're isolating Becca from the family. Which again, I think is just incredibly sad. Amy Ruthie says, for some reason, I read that and felt sad for you. I'm honestly in disbelief you thought you did something wrong. You're incredibly thoughtful in how you handled ensuring she had a meal suitable for her. You have adhd and well aware that mistakes are so easily made so to ensure you didn't seriously put this child in health and danger you decided the safest option was to contact a restaurant to provide something i can't stress this enough you are not the a-hole make that noise as not the a-hole if you accidentally made a keto meal wrong it would upset their diet it sounds like if you made becca's meal incorrectly she could have a major medical issue you're not wrong for not wanting that stress on you altruistic paper says so let me get this straight your brother called you an a-hole because you didn't try to kill his stepdaughter cross-contamination is a real thing is he really expect you to create an elaborate meal for multiple guests then clean every single inch of your kitchen possibly buy new utensils make the meal again adjusted for all their requirements and pray that you don't mess up better safe with ordering than trying to accommodate and end up in the er not the a-hole you extremely generous and thoughtful host If her allergies are so severe, I can't imagine why on earth they wouldn't check with you in advance. What's the plan for dinner? Their entitlement is astonishing. ETA, as many pointed out, sister-in-law and brother probably expected Opie to cook a gluten-slash-dairy-slash-all-other-allergy-free meal for the whole family. Well, enjoy your five-course water. As a muse bouche we have Evian. Then for starter, Perrier. Main course is San Pellegrino. Dessert will be Fiji. And instead of the cheese course, we will enjoy a bit of Nestle. All served up in paper cups. Yeah, problem solved. What a way to celebrate. The comments pretty much continued down that path. Some people were saying that maybe, you know, OP could have approached them and told them about the plan beforehand. But pretty much down that path. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below what you think on this story and just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today getting involved in the stories your love your support and your time not just towards me but towards the post as well and towards each other down in the comments thank you so so much and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care and much love